It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. It is, uh, we need a different name for Football Friday now. Hoop Central. Factual Friday? I don't know. Hoop Central Friday? Let me get on that one. I'll think yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to have some. Free throw Friday. Free, you know what? That, there we go. It's a requirement that it's an alliteration. So free throw Friday. Inside, uh, write it get down. Into it, uh, Ann likes it. That's it. It's done. It's, it's right on the money. Vinny Valiola is here. Chris Andrews is here. Chris Andrews in a tie today. Well. It is Yamir Yager weekend in Pittsburgh. Yes. We're allowed to say that on this show, and Jerry's also not here. Uh, but you uh, got his teammate. I got a Mario Lemieux tie. Yeah. I could not find a Yarmir Yarder tie. Where's your mullet? Oh, I, that was gone about 40 <laughs> years ago. Uh, I did have one, Vinny. Probably no. You, you, no, you had the wind tunnel tested hairdo coming out of New York. I did. I had the mullet. Uh, but uh, no, anyway, Yager uh, and Lemieux, I mean, that was just one of the great teams, uh, 90, 91, 92. Monster. And unfortunately, the best team they had did not win. That was after they'd won two in a row. The third year, they had a 24-game unbeaten streak. We still had ties in those. And then lost in the playoffs to the Islanders. One of the worst losses of my life to suffer through. And I wonder if Dave Damashek, my another Pittsburgh boys listening, talking about some bad beats. That was a horrible, horrible beat for uh, Penguin fans everywhere. The Islanders uh, did that to the... Penguins a few times. They oh, did. Thanks for that. Even even before they won their cups, I remember. Yeah. Like they, they come down back from 03 one uh oh. one no. year. Oh my yeah. Lord. I was I was there for every one of those oh, games. Oh my god. Every one of them. Well you worked at the Super Arena, right, Chris? Wow. Yep. I was there for every one of those. Man. Good team, buddy. That was anyway. a great team. The old school Patrick division, right? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's been Prince so many Wales, divisional yeah. changes, I can't even keep track of what yeah. was what. Yeah, the NA, the NHL. The NHL just needs to go back to just the straight one through eight in each conference yeah. instead of the divisional pods. You end up, you can you legitimately end up with the two best teams, and this happened plenty of times since they've gone to this pod system about yeah. a decade ago, where you end up with the two best teams in the, in the same conference playing in the conference right. semis mm-hmm. as opposed to the conference finals, and then either it works one of two ways. The team's out of gas, and they get blasted in the next round, or they find their way to the cup final. And I forget what year it was. It was when Gretzky was still with Edmonton and they had home ice went to the conference with the better record. And I remember making the price. I made Edmonton a big favorite, whoever they were. Oh, geez, they don't have home ice. I think they won anyway, but uh, we have any hockey historians out there. There was, I want to say about 85, something like that, where they, they totally messed up the, uh, the, the the home ice advantage rule, but uh, Edmonton wound up winning anyway. What was that against uh, Chicago? Oh, man, you got it right. Well, Look at you. No, I, I'm just pulling it up in front of me. Well, they won the Cup in 84. Yeah, they would, well, they, they won a bunch. Well, the Islanders won their four straight, and then the, the Oilers. I, Islanders were 80 to 83, and then the Oilers won it. So had to be- I, I had to go to Edmonton uh, <laughs> when I was with Cal Neva. We were looking to set up a, uh, a stakes race at Northland's racetrack. And I was like the liaison. I went up there, spent some time up in the, uh, uh, you know, up in the turf club. I got to know Glenn Anderson, a guy who wound up in the Hall of Fame, played for the Oilers, played for the Rangers, great player. And he and I kind of hit it off. We were both uh, degenerate gamblers, horse betters. And, uh, and after I got to know him for a couple of days, this was, uh, 
after they lost to Calgary when they had they hit off Steve Smith's skate. They lost one nothing in Game 7. I said, Glenn, I, I really hate to say this, but you guys losing the Cup that year made me so much money. He says, oh, my God. He says, you're the first one to ever tell me that. <laughs> I says, well, Glenn, stop and think about it. They had to lose it to somebody, right? <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm one of the guys they lost it to. So. Was Lanny McDonald on that team? Oh, on that Calgary I think team? Yeah, he was on the Calgary team. Was yeah. he? Yeah. Well, I think that's the first four and a half minutes we've talked talked hockey. Yeah, I know. With the two of you guys all yeah. uh, all, all uh, year long. Yeah, it's good, man. Getting hey, to be a fun time. By the way, the uh, trade deadline's coming up in about what three weeks, two and a half weeks. Sounds right. Yeah. yeah Jake Gensel got hurt. He was. I know he's big trade bait for the Penguins, but yeah. uh, that's not going to happen. Let's uh, let's roll into uh, let's roll into what we saw last week real quick before we get into looking mm-hmm. forward here, Chris. Obviously, Chiefs. Again, mm-hmm. three titles now in the Mahomes era. They've officially crossed into the dynastic part of things now. And and from a betting perspective, Chris, uh, I, I would imagine that the way that game played out, somehow still managed to stay under <laughs> despite the overtime, yeah. uh, that this was a, probably a pretty good day, all things considered. It was a real good day, all things yeah. considered. And talk to a few people around town and a few people up north. I still have a lot of roots up there. Uh, Northern Nevada killed it. Yeah. First of all, you know, we in Las Vegas overpriced a lot of things. And they, the Niners always drew a big, big crowd in, in the Reno area. And everybody had the Niners. And everybody had the over. And so it was a real big score for them. We did really well here. And from what I hear around town, we did better than most places in Las Vegas. And I want to... Maybe pat myself on the back a little bit because a couple things I said. Uh, first of all, all year I've been saying the kicker for the 49ers may become a problem at some point. And he missed that extra point that totally would have changed the game from it, had he made it, it would have been 17 13. Instead, he misses it at 16 13. Kansas City goes down and kicks a field goal to tie. Would have been a whole different game. And I was on a couple shows. They asked me what I thought. And I said, I think this game's a dead pick. I'm, I think if you look through the 53-man roster, the 49ers definitely are better uh, overall on the 53-man mm-hmm. roster, except for two things, quarterback and head coach. And I think that came to fruition when we saw you know, how this game wound up. That was the difference in the game. Spot on. Chris was talking about the kickers, uh, you know, especially for, for the couple of weeks leading up to it. Um, I think <clears throat> overall we did – achieve what we thought we would too in terms of the the handle being a record although i thought it would be i, I thought it would be higher to I be honest too. um we got to 185 um and change uh million statewide so um while it was a new record it was not the record that we thought um the i think the thing that helped too was was the props i think uh we did uh we did pretty well on the props well mm-hmm. on the futures Mm-hmm. And um, I think Las Vegas, you know, people get caught up. Did you win or did you lose? I think overall, look, South Point was certainly a winner with the uh, with the guests that were here, right, Chris? Uh, over seven thousand added guests. Yeah, about seven. Oh, yeah. right, about you know? seven thousand. Um, and then, um, I mean, by the way, that's seven thousand additional guests from yeah. to uh, that were accommodated in uh, in uh, parties and and things and throughout the property. I think Las Vegas did. Uh, did a good job overall. I mean, I think we should uh, 
salute our uh, all of our, uh, our our fellow citizens for for everything that uh, that they did and, and put on a great show. And I think if you ask anybody that was involved with the game, and uh, I haven't heard anybody at, at the NFL complain. And uh, you know, it wasn't just about the, the the sports betting on the event either. I would be stunned if Las Vegas doesn't get the game within six years oh, yeah. again. Super mm-hmm. Bowl sixty. Three Super Bowl sixty four would imagine he'll sure. he'll, uh, he'll end up back here. Just going upstairs, even before the game started, just the crowd that was upstairs here at the South Point was incredible. And we're talking yeah. two hours before game yeah. time. Everyone's yeah. there's not a seat to be had. Everyone's going to get yeah. their their uh, their not, their fairly priced food and their and, and fairly priced drinks, which yeah. to be honest with ourselves doesn't happen at all in this city anymore. And it happens here at the South point, which is all you can really ask for, which all I'll say is, as we know, and see a tournaments coming up. Yep. There are, there is no better place in Las Vegas. That's exactly right. To watch, especially on Thursday and Friday. Yep. When you have 12 hours plus of games going all that's without overtimes, Jeff. <laughs> oh, hey, that's without overtimes. And that's without a 16 beating a one yet either. Uh, but it is it is there is no better place to watch the games than no. upstairs. We or if you happen to get a seat in here as oh, well. Oh yeah. Oh, True. by the way, we had yeah. God, I, you know, I think we had we had room for nine ticket writers. We couldn't find enough ticket writers upstairs right. at Windows. Yep. I think we had either seven or eight. And we had four kiosks upstairs. We'll do the same thing for, for March Madness. And uh, we really got a lot of praise on the internet. You know, usually everybody's just trying to say how stupid you are, how horrible you are, blah, blah, blah. But we got a lot of praise from a lot of guys, um, not just for how we accommodated everybody, but the pricing of the food. Oh, you yeah. guys are saying this, you guys aren't, you know, where there's no price gouging, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, beers were like, you know, four and five dollars, you know, $4 for like Bud and Corona and stuff like I that. I mean, you always have $1.50 hot dog, but you always had have the, those. You had the, uh, you had the foot long hot dogs upstairs for $2. Yeah. Chicken tenders were cheap. I mean, everything was. Jeff, you sound like maybe you tried some of those things. Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I, I, Jeff, Chris, I'm sampling. Chris, I'm a sampling big connoisseur of food, as you would know, but uh, <laughs> no, look, it's, uh, look, I, I just, I, of course we, we all work for the South, yeah. but this is it, we're gonna be proud of that it, though you know? i know i, I, hey, I that that's that's part of the there. reason i'm, I'm all like it is here. it's like yeah. that part just seeing that crowd upstairs seeing it all just how happy everyone was now I granted know. i wasn't up there when the game ended so wow. who knows how happy people were <laughs> it was about a 50 50 split yeah, yeah. some were some were yeah. not. going into the going into it everyone was so yeah. happy to be there great it was a great time had by all up, upstairs uh and and of course again <laughs> Yeah, plenty of people down here that have fun time as well. And I, and I have to, t- I talked to Mike Libinati, who's our uh, entertainment director, runs the showroom. He said he had four people in line for the showroom at midnight the night before. I said, Mike, he says, yeah, well, they were taking turns. You know, you have to go to the bathroom at some point. You know, that's a long wait. But they want that. And I've said it before: the showroom is the best place in town to watch that game. You're watching any bit, and we do it every Monday night, by the way. So, you know, that's the place to be. I will say, uh, as always, saddened that football season is over. We got a lot of great stuff, though, coming yeah. up. March Madness mm-hmm. are arguably the most fun four days that first weekend all year in Vegas. Yeah. You know, with the game, the Super Bowl here, maybe a little different this year, but yeah. still, uh, still a whole lot of fun. Obviously, NBA playoffs, Hockey playoffs around the corner, baseball season. Yeah. Uh, 
that was the fun thing on Monday. It's like, oh, I actually have to look at some baseball stuff for the for the first time in in six months. Regular well, season wins are up. Yeah, we regular put season those, wins are we up. We put those. Yeah. When are you uh, you putting up yes yes no make playoff odds? Uh, I don't know. I haven't you thought know? that far ahead yet. Okay. But I want to say, like everybody loves the first two days of the tournament. I'm just too busy. You know, I like I like Saturday and Sunday myself because you could actually out yeah game. you could actually yeah. watch the games like sat you know. Uh, Thursday, Friday, I'm just so busy. It's great, great basketball. Oh, yeah. But a lot of times I only have a chance to watch, you know, a couple minutes at a whack. And then, but Saturday and Sunday, I kind of like, yeah, personally, I like those better myself. You know, what's also uh, one of the most popular bets, too, is over the last few years, of course, you're the first, <laughs> yeah. uh, the first to 15. Everyone right? loves that bet. Really. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It is absolutely a, a fun time to watch some of, the, some of the groups that come in and bet. We had a group couple of years ago from texas yeah. you'd have thought these guys hit the lottery every time they won one it was and they were sitting right at the counter right yeah. right in front of the uh of the counter and had a, had a great time they were back last year i think they went upstairs last year and I, uh, I they'll think, be back i think they did we had dave jensen the casino host who come in. what's going on here <laughs> i said they got first to 15s i mean these these guys were not big betters but they murdered us they beat us out of like 30 40,000. i said dave <laughs> All the dogs. They took yeah, they had all the dogs with big prizes. I said, Dave, I'd like to bet you most of them don't walk out of here with with money in their pocket by the time we get to the slot machines. And well, well, those are the, the first of fifteens are just like you, you take the sixteen seeds, you take yeah. the fifteen seeds. Well, you take you get, the big. Yeah, you're, you get, you're getting price. four dollars yeah. on the sixteen sure. seeds. I yeah. mean, they murdered us. Hey, yeah. Why not? All you yeah. need. To by the way, we're still standing. No, so I, we're I, okay. I, yeah. I knew you'd be okay. But you just you hit two of them. You hear a big cheer. Like well, at, with it at like the fives or seven minute mark, yeah. and it's not the end of the game. You know that it's, so you're on to something. Last year was an interesting one with that because, of course, we had the monumental upset of Fairly Dickinson upsetting Purdue mm -hmm. yeah. outright. Sure, where the whole room I was upstairs in the baller uh, upstairs last year and uh, uh, at the party, and the entire room at Fairly Dickinson first to fifteen. Yeah, the entire room, and they yeah. got the fifteen first. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, we got our plus money on Fairly Dickinson, not knowing what was coming about an hour and Destroyed their yeah. brackets at the end yeah, of that right. game. Oh, it didn't uh, destroy my bracket, uh, but it destroyed <laughs> a lot of other brackets out there uh, last year for sure. You had Purdue going down in that game? I had Purdue going down to Florida Atlantic in the next round. Okay. So I had no issue with yeah. them. See, I did, I did too. But yeah. so didn't. I had other things that killed my bracket, oh, but not yeah, that one. No. Yeah. I, again, I ended up with no Final Four teams. But hey, yeah. uh, what, what are you going to do when. Uh, when you end up with uh, you end up with Florida Atlantic and San Diego State as one of your one mm -hmm. of your nationals yeah. my finals. Who was it? And then Connecticut. Who Connecticut could be Miami. And then who? Oh, Miami was the fourth. Uh, okay, I yeah, forgot Miami, about that. San Diego State. I, I had a uh, that was probably that was that was the uh, the nail in the coffin of the tournament last year. I had a I had a big bet on Texas to come out of that Midwest region. Yeah. And Houston had gotten upset by Miami. It's like all right, well we're in great shape, getting a weaker team. Texas up ten in the second half, and it was the game. Uh, out right in regulation. Yeah. Thus is betting the NCAA yeah. tournament in a nutshell. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, going to tonight, uh, real quick, guys. Uh, there are a few games tonight in the college slate. Not, not. The, this is what you get on Friday night. You get a, you get yeah. a few Ivy League games right now. Cornell, by the way, out early as a nine point favorite against Harvard. Um, but then you mm. get a, a whole bunch of mediocre games really? tonight. That Villanova, <laughs> Villanova and Georgetown's the only Power Five plus. A Big East game going on tonight, which Villanova is a ten-point road favorite. That's more of an indictment of Georgetown. But the biggest game on the board is in the Mountain West. Yes, it is by a wide margin tonight. 
and that's San Diego State welcoming in New Mexico mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, to Viejas. Again, these two teams, I would argue, have the two biggest home court advantages in the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. Of course, the elevation in Albuquerque at the pit, especially when they're good like they are this year. Chris, right now you have six on this one with San Diego State the favorite. Six and a halfs out there as well. Total, and this is one thing that can happen in college hoops. You guys are at 151 and a half. Some of the markets at 152 and a half. This can happen from time to time. In oh, yeah. yeah. It's still <laughs> slicing it pretty close if you're looking for a middle. Sure. In New Mexico, I was watching uh, on the internet the other night. They went into Reno and beat Nevada by one. 73-72, I want to mm-hmm. say, something like that. Right yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, nip and tuck the whole way. And I was texting with some friends of mine. I said, I don't, you know, we, we you know, Nevada would grab a lead. I said, I don't think we could hold on here, boys, you know. And, uh, you know, I know uh, Mexico hit a couple big threes, I think two threes in their last two possessions to pull ahead and win by one. By the way, they play UNLV tomorrow night, and I'm going to the game, you know, uh, so that, that that should be a lot of fun. Late start, 830. Yeah. That's it's late Vegas. for me. That's See, late CBS Sports Network mm-hmm. wanted the late tip, Chris. Oh, man, that's late for me, but I'm, I'll be there. Um, By the way, a dent is questionable for New Mexico tonight, mm-hmm. which is a big uh, – if he big can't deal. go, it's a, it's a major injury. Listen, I, I will tell you this. <clears throat> outside of um, – well, let me back up. It, Here's the thing: you, we, the way we we rate teams and power rate teams, uh, we also power rate conferences. And and sure. I will I'll tell you this: outside of Connecticut in the Big East, and you know I'll I'll even throw Marquette in. But you take that Connecticut. This Mountain West Conference is as good a conference as there is, uh, or you could compare them to to uh, the Big East, in my opinion. That's wow. how, that's how strong it is. And I think that's you're going to get. Statement, buddy. I think you're going to get. You may get more bids from this conference than uh, I think there could, it could be neck and neck with the ACC, Jeff. If, if tomorrow the committee comes out, I believe with their they'll first have the, they'll have the, sixteen, right? Correct. Their first four the first, in each conference. Correct. They'll do their last four in and their first four out and all of that, um, and they're going to go, you know, the top four seeds in each in each region, but. Um, I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of teams in, in the ACC and the Big East sweating right now and are going to be life and death between now and uh, the remaining couple of weeks before they get into their conference tournament. Well, right now, Lenardi has six Mountain West teams in. How many is that right? the ACC? The ACC, as of this moment, how about four? There you wow. go. Big East, four. The only leagues with more bids right now. Lenardi, Paulo, come big, on. The Big 20? Well, the, the big, big the big twelve with yeah, nine. Okay. Big twelve is good. Big, big twelve is going to have the most bids, good. Yeah, and the they big, deserve the most bids. The big twelve is yeah. the best league in the country. Uh, absolutely, they, they, they are. I, I will tell you this. Yeah, go ahead. The the Mountain West will probably have more than the Pac twelve. Well, I, I think that's a lock. I, I so, think I'd be willing to lay a team and a half. So on that so think point. about what I just said. Yeah. There's still and again in college basketball, uh, there's there's a power six conferences, right? Yeah. Because you have to throw the Big East in there, we just mentioned the, the Mountain West. Conceivably, if the if the if the draw was today, okay, they will have more potentially and it's and in a likelihood have more bids than the Pac-12, the Big East, and the ACC. Well, and forget that too, Vinny. They they right now, according <clears> to Lenardi, <throat> would have the same amount of bids as the Big Ten. The Big Ten, yeah. right? It has so, twenty teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Big yeah. Ten with mm-hmm. six right now. Yeah. 
Who, who are the ones out of the uh, Mountain West? Mountain West, San Diego State. Yes. As a five right okay. now for Lenardi. Utah State and Colorado State as sevens. A 10 seed on New Mexico and Boise. Mm-hmm. And then Nevada's Nevada. going to Dayton, right? Yeah. Okay. The plane. Mm-hmm. Correct. First okay. one. So, uh, now, the there's a lot that's Nevada going tomorrow happen. night, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are, that are going to take place, obviously, uh, over the next four weeks. But um, the, the other thing is, you know, these schools are all beating each other up in conference play now, too, in their respective conferences. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. But the uh, this is this is a big year for the uh, for the Mountain West. Uh, uh, I will tell you. Yeah, just just eyeballing it, I think the Big Twelve is going to end up with ten. I could see that. Yeah, it I think they're going to end up with. I 10. would say there's at least nine. Uh, but they they will they should have as a conference the most. Uh, the most bids. Yeah, Houston, Iowa State, KU, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, BYU, TCU, and Texas. I think are are mm-hmm. clearly all in. Did you say Texas Tech? Did I did. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they're good. yeah, they're definitely. By the way, our friend Jeff Vogel does a lot of Big Twelve uh, ratings, so I would say, and I always tell guys, follow him on Twitter. Follow if you could uh, his Substack, reasonable price. Follow mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of great stuff out of Jeff job. Vogel. Yeah. Be a, it'll be an interesting go these last few weeks uh, in college hoops. Uh, the other, yeah, there's really not much of anything tonight. The interesting one tonight is always, and Vinny, we talked about this a little, uh, a few Saturdays ago. When the Ivy yeah. gets in, they have these back, they, they play Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, Princeton plays Yale, who are arguably the two best the teams two, in the league. They're at the top. Them and Cornell is the third team. That top three are very strong in the Ivy this year. I just wonder, like, if you want to go against both Yale and Princeton tonight, you you could. You're getting six with the Quakers tonight at the Palestra against Yale. You're getting a whole boatload of points with Brown in Princeton tonight, uh, getting 14 if you want it. Well, especially the Penn game because they're at home. Right. Right. I mean, Yale's on the road there. Uh, Princeton is at least at home. And uh, again, these are these are you talk about they're home courts. They're good teams, yeah. and they're right on top of you too. They're, yeah. they're not big gym. It's, they're, they're they're there's some high schools that have bigger gyms around the country, and uh, so uh, the fans are right on top of you. They know what's at stake, and uh, yeah, there's a look ahead. Yes, frankly, but uh, uh, the other thing too is you know at what point do they have a do they have a significant lead, and now you're taking out the starters to rest for tomorrow? So that's where the uh, the points may become a a premium. But uh, the Penn game has not moved. It's still uh, Yale is still six, and uh, Princeton is still thirteen. I think here at uh, at South Point. So uh, up to fourteen. Up to on fourteen. Him, so now, yeah. all right, there you go. That that just happened when we came in. Pretty much right before we came in the studio. Right when we came in. So again. If you can get uh, get the points there, they may uh, maybe uh, uh, worth a little something because of tomorrow's game. And the Ivy uh, is still ridiculous to me that they play a conference tournament. But hey, what they had to though? Well, there's three legitimate teams in that league, like Cornell, <laughs> Yale, and Princeton are Jeff, all. They, when they, when before they the reason they started it was to try to get more than one bid, and right. and and you know something that it, it it really paid off for them uh, right a couple of uh, a couple of times where they got at least a couple of bids, but they did you know what it's also you know, like the, the Ivy needs money, right? But hmm. um, listen, any more conferences do have they? They've got it. You have to have a, a conference tournament. You almost have to. You In uh, at Columbia this year, is that right? Yeah. Here we go. 
which could end up take with Columbia subway. having a home game against take, the number one take, seed. Take the subway <laughs> uptown. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on that for sure. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we get back more in college hoops. The NBA is also at its all-star break. I know uh, you got to at least bring that up a little bit. And also, you already have the odds up for next year's Super Bowl as well. Sure. So we got plenty to talk about here on a free throw Friday, Thank you. as our guy Vincenzo called it here on Sports by the Book. From the South Point studio, the perfect blend of sports. But I think the Niners are going to wear them down. Detroit Pistons lost their 36 games. Comedy. See over under on that relationship lasting. I'm going to put mayo in the coffee. Yes. I am beautiful. And a whole lot of Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. 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 Yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Join Ryan McCormick. That's at least two picks outside of our own in the first round next year. Oreo. And host Frank Nicotero. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the clock, I go, ah! Ah! Oh! Watch Punchlines, live at noon every weekday. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the Poker Room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. Bingo! And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. Welcome back into Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alongside me, Chris Andrews, Vinny Maliulo, as always, here on a Friday here on Sports by the Book. All right. We'll keep it in college hoops. We'll go to the futures market here real fast, guys, because mm-hmm. Vinny, you and I, when you've joined Alex and I on, on Saturdays, we've mm-hmm. talked, all right, it feels like Connecticut and Purdue yeah. are a sliver above everyone else. That's not to besmirch Houston or Arizona or North Carolina or Auburn. It just look at the, the proof is in the pudding on Purdue and UConn. They're, they're yes. a, a, above those other two teams. Now, of course, does this mean that Purdue or UConn is going to win a national championship? Of course not, because the NCAA tournament is the wackiest American sporting event there is. Right now, UConn actually, after their win in their drubbing of DePaul the other day, I know uh, oh. DePaul's taken a lot of drubbings this yes. year. Uh, they become the favorite here at the South Point now, 5-1. to one. Uh, Purdue sitting at 6-1. to one. Arizona and Houston, the only other single-digit odds teams to win the national championship in basketball. Well... And rightfully so, because that's also play. You, you know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, Houston, they defend um, not not particularly deep, but they they do 
get up and down the court uh, and defend their defense is outstanding. Samson's a great coach. They shoot the ball very well. Uh, they're never, they're really never out of a game. Um, when you look at the body of work of Connecticut and Purdue, Jeff, you have to separate them from from everybody else. Okay, and um, I think you know what happened to Purdue last year could be what uh, similar to what happened to Virginia between eighteen and nineteen. Now. I'm not saying that Purdue is – I'm not anointing them with the title just yet. But we did see an enormous – you know, a terrific turnaround and a championship turnaround by Virginia that year. And you – I think this this Purdue team, from what I've seen, the way they focus – because if you watch Purdue this year too, there's plenty of games where they're down at the half. And the way they respond and, and the adjustments that they make at halftime and the way they respond in the second half, is is strong. Um, I I think it's scary to say that this this Connecticut team they, they lost three starters from last year's title team. This team is better than 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 last year's team, and good pedigree, uh, terrific coaching. They're they're going to have to run run the gauntlet of the uh, the rest of the Big East schedule and the uh, and the Big East tournament. But then you got you have everybody else. Are, are they capable? Who's capable of beating those two? Well, when they're healthy, certainly Kansas. Um, you know, Houston, if, you know, if they can, uh, you know, keep it close and, and, and defend the way they do and, and, dis, and be as disruptive as they are. Arizona, I, I don't know. I, I kind of Jekyll and Hyde I, I see in, in, in Arizona. All the talent in the world, I give those other teams that I just mentioned a big, coaching advantage over Arizona, uh, particularly in big games and in close games. Um, now who's, you know, who, who can be sleepy out there? Um, you know what? SEC, look at Auburn. Auburn is, it is, is terrific. Big game tomorrow against Kentucky mm -hmm. at home. Mississippi is a, is a dangerous team. Uh, the way they can score. Look at the, what Alabama is doing. Nobody's talking about Alabama. And by the way, the South Carolina team, has come out of nowhere and just become a uh, you know I mean I know they got they got beat up pretty good in their last game but that was uh, that was that was due to happen I mean so it's and then you know pick a team out of the you know out of the uh, uh, the Big Twelve that we talked about a little while ago so yeah it's 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 wide open and I I think it's safe to say that we're probably going to see Connecticut and Purdue as number one seeds. Um, Tomorrow, the committee will probably come out with Houston, with those two, and maybe Houston and Arizona. I'm not so sure all four of them are going to be number one seeds by the time we get to Selection Sunday. It's UConn and Purdue, I think, are like you said, they're locked. They're getting one seeds. It's just a matter of who gets the number one overall seed and who gets the number two overall seed. The, Purdue will get shipped to the region at Detroit, the Midwest. Connecticut will play the games in the second weekend in Boston, which is a nice little, uh, nice little, yeah. a, a little advantageous for them. But sure. hey, you, you, you get why not? This. Kansas gets it every year. No, I mean, look, Kansas <laughs> yeah. play. Kansas has played first round games in Wichita yeah. and, right. and and Des Moines and, you know, and second yeah. weekend Kemper. games in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Uh, granted, it didn't help them last year because they lost to Arkansas. So, uh, regardless, you know, it's it, it, it's it's always interesting looking at this right now where. 
again, Chris, this is usually, this is the week where the public is like, oh, college basketball exists mm-hmm. again. Right. Uh, where everyone starts betting. And tomorrow we have 99 games on the card. Yeah. Will be the day where everyone makes their try. We're, again, people, of course, have been betting it for three months now. But the public will make their triumphant return tomorrow to betting college basketball. Well, no Super Bowl, no NBA either. Right. No <laughs> so, NBA All Star Weekend. Yeah, so I mean, you're going to have a lot of guys coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden saying, "Oh, yeah, it's Connecticut. I heard about them. They're pretty good." Yeah, and then uh, I'll buy Kansas. They're there every year. Uh, I know they have a big game tomorrow. Who are they playing? I can't remember. Kansas playing Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah, okay. in Oklahoma. In, yes. in Norman. Yep. So I mean, there's some big games. I mean, listen, the Big Twelve is big game pretty much every night. You know, so, uh, or at least every time they square up. But, you know, yeah, I expect to have a busy day tomorrow. It'll be uh, be a lot of fun. We'll get a lot of faces in here that uh, haven't been following college basketball much all year, including me, by the way. <laughs> I'm just starting to get uh, boning up a little bit on my uh, power ratings. And, uh, fortunately, I got Vincenzo over here to my right to help me a little bit. Well, the big, the biggest game tomorrow is in the Big East. Because Connecticut welcomes Marquette. Yes. I got that one, yeah. And mm-hmm. you, you look at just the way that, these two teams matched up, uh, or they matched up last year, I should say, because they'll right. play in Milwaukee later in the year. Yes. Uh, again, I don't want to take too much from last year, even though again UConn won the title last year and they may be better this year. Marquette beat Connecticut twice last year. They beat them in Milwaukee and then they beat them in the Big East tournament uh, in the one-four matchup in that game in Madison Square Garden. Uh, <clears throat> Ken Palm has this at seven. I think it's low. I was just looking at uh, you, that. You think you think it's low at seven? For, I do for what Ken personally. Okay. And again, they do a great job over there. Um, I just think the way that Connecticut is playing, and just current form, the way Marquette is playing. I mean, Marquette, they had a they had a terrific start to the season, right? I mean, who's playing better right now? And it's 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 Connecticut and and the home court. Um, I actually make this game a little bit higher than seven, probably about. I'd start at eight, maybe, and go go from there. But that's, I'm just, that's my personal number. Just just eyeballing it here on the few books that have it out at open seven and a half, and actually got bet to seven. Mm. Okay, yeah. Don't be shocked if it comes back up. I wouldn't. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I thought personally, I thought seven and a half was where where I was looking at Vinny. Mm-hmm. I thought that was probably about right. Um, if this comes eight by the time this game tips off, it wouldn't shock me one bit. Yeah, I think I so. Just, UConn is just they, they demolishing everything. Again, current right current now. form, right? Yeah, current form is is their current form. They've won thirteen straight games. They're the best and team in the country. Home court in college basketball is just like college football. It's much stronger in college basketball than it is in the NBA. Well, yeah, and we had this conversation a few weeks ago when Kansas played Houston, where Kansas came as an underdog for just the third time since yeah. 1996 at home. And it was one of those where it's like, all right, you just have to take Kansas right. because you're talking home court at the fog, six, maybe even seven but points. It's one of the highest. In the I country. mean, yeah. it's, it's one of the, one of the, one of the bigger numbers you're going to say. I think it is the personal. Personally, I have mm-hmm. that as the best home court with uh, Cameron indoor at second and then Rupp at third, even though, Kentucky's defense hasn't traveled down the street this year. No, no, and that's probably not going to change. And Kansas's next game, they got waxed by who? Did, who somebody beat them by a million? Who well, was they, they, they Kansas this year has been, and this has happened with these big with these Big Twelve teams. The home road splits have been jarring for a mm, lot yes. of them. Yes, and Kansas's have been 
beyond jarring because they've they lost to Central Florida, which right. not a good loss. They lost to West Virginia, which was a terrible loss, even though that's been a house of horrors for them since West Virginia joined the Big 12. Was that a decade ago now? Over a decade ago? Uh, they've been there. Lose at Hilton. Who cares? Great home court at Hilton Coliseum. Kansas State beat them in overtime. That's another one. Bramble, yeah. which is another amazing home court. And then Texas Tech beat them by 29 points. That's on the one I was talking game. about. Yeah. Bill Self ejected for the first time as head coach is Kansas. Biggest road loss for Self as well. Kansas has to get healthy, though, too. McCuller did not play on Monday. Right. So, so that team's, you know, for, for them to be able to make a run, uh, not only in the in the Big Twelve tournament, but in in the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to get everybody back and have you know be it be at a hundred percent, and which they're not right now. This is not the it's a, this is a reasonable game I'm bringing up right now, but I'm I'm just curious your thoughts on this one, on this team where Ken Palm has them as a top ten team right now in the futures book. You have them at fifteen to one to win the national championship, and that's the fight in the line eye of Illinois. Yeah, who go on the road to take on Maryland tomorrow. That is not a particularly easy place to no. play. It's a big, it's a gigantic game for Maryland if they're going to have any shot of sneaking in the back door to make the NCAA tournament. Early numbers come too. There's even some one and a half in faraway places on this What's game. With Illinois the favorite? As the, Illinois is the slightest yeah. of favorites in that game. Where's that BI number, Jeff? Oh, that is 721-722 for tomorrow. That one, yeah. what did I make that a game? 230 Pacific. I made Illinois yeah. one in that game. You made Illinois one. What did they? What did they come? One and a half and two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a uh, Ken Palm has them three. Yeah. Illinois three. Yeah. yeah. I think Ken Palm's a little lower on Maryland than I think. Uh, well, this is a yeah. I, this huge game for Maryland. To your point, Jeff. There's no doubt about it. They've got to. They have to start building some uh, building their resume um, because, in all likelihood, they are not going to win the tournament. Uh, their their conference tournament. They're going to need to stockpile on some quality wins right now, and then at least get uh, get a couple of wins in in, in the tournament. But uh, this is a huge game for them. There's no question about it. this. is This is too where yeah, the public getting involved now at this time is there's big games right now for bigger games for some teams than for others, and this is a, a, a classic example of that. Well, there are again, there are a bunch of big like bubbly games tomorrow. Butler hosting Creighton is one of them right now. Lenardi has mm -hmm. Butler on the right side of it. They win. I think Butler's safe uh, at this rate. Lenardi has that as a, or excuse me, Ken Palm has that as Creighton minus one. The yeah. market has it as Creighton two and a half. I actually kind of like the underdog at home in a very difficult place to play at Hinkle Fieldhouse. And that one, especially if somehow we get a pull of three, I think that's quite good on, on Butler in that game. That's a um, six uh, six eleven six twelve, Vinny. I made Creighton three. Creighton three. What did you? What is two and a half? Okay. I Ken mean, Palm has him one. Yeah, okay. I think Ken Palm's a little bit light. Uh, 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 on, uh, or excuse me, the Creighton should be closer to what Vinny has. I, I mean, say. well, again, who knows? I I don't know. I mean, that's just that's just you know my number doesn't make make it make it you know correct either. But I think from a betting perspective, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's value. To, to to home dogs now you know we, we started the season with you know inflated numbers and there were some inflated numbers because of brand recognition uh and i don't think this is inflated but again Cre this is, creighton's another team jeff right in the second half they make some adjustments at halftime and they come back and 
and and and really play well in the second half. And that's something obviously that you want to pay attention to as you start to handicap teams going into the tournament. So, but yeah, just for the you know for the uh, r- real quick, um, you know we were making numbers before we came out, and um, that's just what my number came to on this one. I do want to bring up uh, 731, 732. You mentioned it earlier, Auburn and Kentucky, Vinny, where some people may be surprised at where this number is going to come for tomorrow. Where where it's double digits. Right, where Ken Palm has it at 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right now, one big multi-state book has it at 9.5. Yeah. Some other places and faraway places have it as low as seven and a half. Yeah, well, I made it eleven. So you made it eleven. And my well, wife. You, you and, my, and, and I'm and I'm saying that at the risk of, of getting locked out of the house tonight. The, you have nah, Auburn, just a couch. <laughs> you have Auburn as the number one team in the SEC, right? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah, I, I, think I have Auburn. So does Ken Palm? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's close between them and Tennessee. For this me. Kentucky uh-huh. team, you know, again, so they started the season one way. Well. well they started the season without three starters, mm-hmm. without three three big men. And they got everybody back. They were playing well. And I, I have to tell you, I, I noticed Calipari just got to the point where he was just saying, okay, go ahead and run. Just run. They don't defend. They don't. I mean, when you're scoring at the rate they're scoring and losing games, okay, when you're scoring consistently in the 70s and 80s and get to 90, uh, you, you – you can't be losing games in, 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 uh, at the college level, but unfortunately, that uh, that's what probably is gonna is gonna be their downfall. I mean, there's a lot of talent there. Don't get me wrong, but in the NCAA tournament, you have to be able to defend. You've got to be able to rebound, and you've got to make free throws. Right. In Kentucky right now, again, their defense is 104th in the country in Ken Palm. That is outrageously low. For That's a outside the bracket. Yeah, I, 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 I can tell you that. For a high-end team, that is outrageously low. Now, they're, they're, I think they're the highest-scoring team in the country, right? Uh, they are seventh Se- in offensive se- okay, efficiency. Okay. Yeah. So, of, oh, the schools ahead of them, no, I'm not sure if they're right in, now, in the power. So, so they're, they're not I'll in the power. Give, I'll give you the ones ahead of them. Alabama's number one, oh, well, which that's, makes sense because when Alabama shoots well, Alabama's they'd, unbelievably yeah. good. That's Number right. two is Purdue. Makes yeah. sense. Number three is Connecticut. All right. So far, so good. But the two of the per, Purdue and Connecticut defend. So go ahead. And well, all these other, most of these other teams defend. Not Arizona, Alabama. Arizona, oh, Alabama's 73rd in defense. Arizona is fourth. Okay. Baylor is fifth, and Illinois is sixth. There you go. Uh, I just mentioned six high end teams right there. You, you, and, and they're all in ahead of K- Kentucky right now. Right. And except, Kentucky, except for Alabama. Alabama is seven. Alabama is seventy third in defense. Baylor sixty fourth in defense. And Kentucky's one hundred four. Everyone else is in the top forty. So it's. Uh, I will say this: I think double I, digits. It, it, it's it's a we it, when we get to March, it's a weird thing with the with trying to handicap all these things because normally, if you're going off a of Ken Palm, which a lot of people do, you want a team that's top twenty in both. Offensive and defensive efficiency. That's usually the key to getting a national championship. Mm-hmm. This year, I think it's going to be a little more complex because you're dealing with a lot of these high-end teams on defense this year are actually good on offense, which doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often. That's a good point, Because Auburn this year, let's take Auburn, for example. Auburn right now is ninth in offense and fourth in defense. 
They're strong. They're, They're top so strong. ten in both. That's hard to find a team like that at any point in a college. You ever watch season. Bruce Pearl coach a game? Oh, he's a crazy person. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> intense, right? And and it's almost like he's in the game. I think he's going to sub himself in at one at yeah. one at one point. You know what else is, is happening too is, and I think there's an element of this with Kentucky and College Park. There's coaches that are still literally trying to figure out what they have in terms of, okay, how do we move forward from March? You know, you may see Calipari go back to the, you know, the, the second month of the season style uh, where there was a lot more discipline in terms of his coat, the way he coached. I mean, the way he preached, it was more defense. You've got to box out. You've got to re Instead of just rolling the ball out there, you know, ref blow, you know, it's jump ball, let's go. And then we'll see at the end of, at the end of the game. We'll see where we wind up. I think that there's an element of that. There's still some refining going on. And again, I don't think that's really surprising with a month to go in the season. I think at this point, you look at a lot of teams, and we'll we'll be able to judge this better in six weeks. But mm-hmm. teams get either a lot better or a lot worse yeah. right around this time. Correct. Mm-hmm. And kind of to Vinny's point, you know, uh, a lot of that has to do with coaching because we kind of know. I mean, there's some injuries and stuff like that, but we kind of know the makeup of most teams. But, you know, coaching, um, listen, yeah, it's monstrous. You can just see, I mean, teams teams can go either way, and I think a lot of that does fall on the coach. And, again, a lot of these teams, Kelvin Sampson, uh, I know Painters had his problems in March, still respect the coach. Hurley's a national champion now. I mean, they're just these teams at the top. Again, the only one I don't really try. Well, Rick Barnes I've never trusted. But that's a different argument for a different day. And Tommy Lloyd is, again, had, I thought, the best team in the country two years ago, and they got smacked in, by Houston in the Sweet 16. And then they lost to Princeton last I year know. In, I, in, in the round of 16. Tommy Lloyd, I thought, would have learned some more things, Jeff, to your point, in the last couple of years. I've not, I've not really seen it. Uh, I mean, that team is absolutely loaded, uh, Arizona. And... Um, you were on them from the beginning of the year. I was, but I, when I'm, the more I watch them, Chris, the more I, I watch them in, 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 in some close games. And I think to myself, what, like, what are you doing? What are you doing adjustment wise? Mm-hmm. What, what's, there aren't any, you know? So not as high on them now as I was, uh, at the beginning of the season or the first half of the season. I want to, I want to shift to the NBA real quick. Because this is another one where a lot of casual talk about bettors, no defense. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> a lot of casual betters are going to come flying in and start betting the NBA uh, over the next few weeks. It is All Star Weekend, yeah. So three point contest, of course, tomorrow. the The dunk contest isn't booked. Um, you have the All Star Game, which is back to the original format. So see you later, defense and that. Yeah. Uh, but three sixty seven for the total. Three sixty seven. I think we. I think we got bet down to three sixty six. Down to three sixty six. Okay. But as and we you get- can't bet a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. Please don't do that. It took Please. me a second to, to, yeah. to comprehend what you. Yeah. Said. Please don't do that. <laughs> but going to the second half of of of, of or. The de facto second half trade deadline's already passed. I, this would be a really interesting potential run of things going to the playoffs, especially on the West side. Where right now, if the Western Conference playoffs were as is, the Lakers and the Warriors would be playing each other in a winner. Winner advances to 
the second play-in game, and yeah. the loser doesn't even get there. And they're both playing pretty good ball right now. I, the Western Conference is ridiculous because every the top ten are all over five hundred right now. The Lakers are thirty and twenty six, and they have two games to make up on the Pelicans and the Kings, who are currently in the seven and eight. And right now, you have two teams at the top of the West, guys. Where Minnesota and Oklahoma Oops. City are one two. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City is a year ahead of schedule yeah. right now, and Minnesota. So Minnesota. Minnesota. I don't know Minnesota. Minnesota last year. Remember last year? Everyone loved them going into the regular yeah, season, and yeah. then Gobert didn't mesh. Yeah. Now Gobert's meshed, and the, the Anthony Edwards has taken another step forward. And here Minnesota is, again, other than a one-year randomly with Garnett, yeah. they have never been in this part of the standings in their franchise's history. We got waxed pretty good with Oklahoma City. If they if they win the yeah, West, yeah, I would imagine they so. win everything. Yeah, yeah. Weird. yeah. you wonder what you, you know. You those are young teams um, uh, without a lot of playoff experience. Mm-hmm. So that's where you know a veteran team could, but could take advantage of. Them. But but again, who, who knows? I mean, these guys are the NBA. NBA Say what you want about it, and a lot. Of, and, and listen, I've been critical about the uh, you know the resting and you know load management, and all of that. But I will tell you this: they're, they're the greatest athletes uh, in, in mm-hmm. the world. When you, I mean, they're just amazing. Uh, the things they can do. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun play. That's really too, Jeff. The public will really get involved with the playoffs, right, Chris? I mean, those first sure those first rounds of the playoffs. Uh, everybody loves loves the the NBA playoffs. Well, I'm not a big NBA fan, but I do love the playoffs. Well, the playoffs, again, the playoffs are, at least this year, with the way that the Western Conference mm-hmm. is going to line up, there are going to be some interesting-looking series prices in the mm-hmm. first round well, this year. Well, people, the players are going to play, too. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. The thing. You know, yeah, your yeah, rosters are a hell of a lot more stable. I, mean, well, I think, don't overlook the East, too. You know, Milwaukee's going south, and, I mean, the Knicks are challenging, well, you know. To me, at this point, with Bo- I don't trust Boston in the playoffs, personally. I don't, yeah. but they're so clearly better than everyone else. I know. Where this is the year, you, all right, Milwaukee's a mess. The Nick, the Knicks are good, but they're not on their level. No right. Embiid in right Philly. Now, Philly, no Embiid. I don't know if he's coming back for the playoffs the, the or what. The Cavs are the two seed right now. The Cavs, Cavs are low-key been awesome. Cavs are pretty good. Yeah. They're good, pretty good. Nice team. Fun but team it, it, it's, it's one of those where if you're Boston, you're going to have home court advantage. You get to the finals. Get to the finals and see who you draw from the Western Conference. I think you can put more trust in the, in the Celtics this year. I think they learned from what happened the last couple of years. But well, last, last year, down 3-0, get it back to 3-3, yeah. and then get annihilated on your home court in Game 7. Listen, they got there, right? They had a shot. Not like they got knocked out in the first round, right? Well, hey, hey, look, Milwaukee might be heading back to doing that for the second consecutive. So yeah, unbelievable what's happened to that team. You know, I mean, Doc, Doc Rivers has got a losing record. I know. I, 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 I didn't understand that move when they did it. Yeah. And now I really don't understand. He, he, there's not a connection there. It's, and, and just look, eyeballing, you guys mentioned it, the Sixers, who, we, I think Embiid will be back for the playoffs, so. but it's, it's no gimme. No. They could fall out and get into a play-in scenario. Indiana, of course, had that great run yeah. in the in-season tournament, but it's a whole different ball game when yeah. we're talking best of sevens as opposed to best of ones, like Indiana was able to succeed yeah. with. I'm not a fan of any NBA team, but with the Greek freak, I got to root for the Greek oh, guy, course, right? Yeah. You know, and I just... Uh, 
you know, he's got one championship under his belt, but I, you know, boy, there's the team. I just, I mean, I was kind of rooting for him a little bit this year. And I thought they were, you know, right there in the midst of, you know, certainly the hunt for the Eastern conference. But lately, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure I'd bet them to get out of the first round right Speaking now. of the Bucks, did you see what Barkley said last night about no. Thanasis Atetokopo? Giannis is one of his brothers who's on the Bucks. I didn't see. He said he said that Thanasis has better job security than the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great line. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Charles is pretty funny. I mean, I don't know how much money he made during his NBA career. He's had to make way more as an announcer. Oh, he's easy. Look, that show is that show oh, is still great. It's a great show. <laughs> it's a gr- and I'm not an NBA fan, but I it's a great show. Only you always laugh. Yeah, at a bare minimum uh, when it when it comes uh, to that. The show. thing I like about Charles, he's not afraid to laugh at himself. Well, too. He, yeah, he, well, that's the whole that's the whole big thing in this thing. Just don't take yourself too yeah, seriously, I mean, and you're gonna have a good time with it. What did they do to him the other day? They showed him doing. So I can't even remember. Golf, probably. No, it wasn't golf. He's a better golfer now. <laughs> Somebody gave some him some lessons. lessons. Yeah. yeah, he actually has a smooth swing now. They had him doing something. I forgot what it was, but you could just a, see him laughing at himself. Get, you know, get out on the golf course with us. I'll show him a few swings. We'll get a we we'll get a twelve pack in him. He'll see. It. We'll go right back to his old swing. <laughs> uh, I I do want to. Uh, you mentioned it before. Hockey wise, uh, of course, another sport public will start gravitating mm-hmm. towards. Of course, Alex White on on our show always have. We'll get Lou Finacaro on uh, well, too. Lou Finacaro, great is hockey I, I guy. Think, I believe Lou is coming on Tuesday. Is he really this okay. upcoming week? Yeah, I great to, hockey I guy. I have to double check that with Alex uh, when she's on with us tomorrow morning. But you know, it's it, it's it's an inter- It's been an interesting hockey go because, of course, the Knights got off to a humongous start. It's a good thing they did. And yeah, as Vinny just said properly, it's a good thing they did because they might be on the outside looking in because of that rough mid mid stretch. But it's going to be an int- it's going to be an interesting w- w- once we get to the playoffs, at least that Pacific pod, and we go back to where we were saying earlier mm-hmm. in the show. We're right now, Vancouver at the moment is on pace to be your President's Trophy winner they're, right now. Yeah, which is, they're pretty yeah. good. I mean, two years ago, if you'd have told me that, I'd say you really need to get they're, your head examined. Canucks are good. Yeah. The only the only weird thing, the only weird quirk is how does Edmonton had five games in hand on Vancouver. How did that happen? Well, look at this. One thing I will say, I love the NHL. It's a great product. The fans are terrific. Teams are great. I un, I, I'm baffled by their scheduling because, yeah. you know, the Knights play tomorrow. Uh-huh. So if you look at the, the Knights schedule, for instance, right, because they're Vegas, right? So so you can Carolina in town tomorrow. The, about yes, and and they beat the they beat the uh, the Knights in, uh, about a month or so ago down there. But if you look at the Knights schedule, the first part of their schedule was so loaded, they were playing like three games in five nights. It was it was ridiculous. So now the, everybody else is catching up, particularly in the division. They they played Monday. They're gonna have four days off between their last game and tomorrow. So I I honestly, Jeff, to your point, it's it's a great question. I don't understand how some of these teams, how the schedule is still as unbalanced as it is, where there's teams with three, four, uh, five. Would you say five games in in hand? Five in hand. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I mean, say, at this point you, in the season, that's nuts. You got yeah, the yeah. trade deadline coming up. How does he? How do you have a team with five games in hand? Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I'm going to quote uh, DK Dejan Kovacevic, who writes yeah. DK Pittsburgh Sports. Every Pittsburgh, and I know we got a lot of Pittsburghers out there. 
got to get you got to follow this website. His quote is great game, horrible league. And I, I hate to say he's he's probably right. By the it way, is. the uh, outdoor games at the Meadowlands the next two days as well. Devils mm-hmm. will play the Flyers. Rangers will play the Islanders. Yeah. Uh, in East Rutherford. It does kind of feel like it could be the Rangers year finally yet again. Mm. It's been yeah. a while. 94, of course. 94, yeah. Playing well. They got it. Uh, I think they're getting healthy too, aren't they? Jeff? Yeah, they yeah. are. Won, won six in a row going into that yeah. game uh, at the Meadowlands. By the way, speaking of Sunday. health and the, uh, the Golden Knights, keep an eye out. They may be getting uh, Shea Theodore back. Mm-hmm. He's been skating without a uh, uh, with the without the red jersey, the proverbial red jersey, on the last uh, few days. So um, they're going to need to get healthy, and then of course it's got to be Eichel and uh, Carrier come back for them too. So, um, but yeah, the, the, you know, just one other thing about the schedule too. If you're another team, if you're like the Penguins, Chrissy mentioned the Penguins before with Latang getting hurt. And, you know how many games other teams or they may have in hand. They're trying to they're trying to play into a playoff spot. But also try to balance. What do we do? We look towards the future because people are going to come knocking. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're not going to get rid of Sidney Crosby, but there's guys on that roster like a Latang, like a Riley Smith, who was here a year ago, that the Penguins could accumulate assets for. And you know, it's they've always been buyers at the trade yeah. deadline, yeah. and that yeah. I don't know if that'll be the case this year or not. I really don't know. Uh, by the way, a friend of the show, been on here a couple of times, Josh Yohe. Great article from him. He's he's not with uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's with The Athletic. Mm-hmm. But a good good article there. And also a good article, not by Josh. Uh, I forget who wrote the article. But a good article about Yager and Mario Lemieux and about their relationship over the years. And uh, another reason why I wore this tie. Very nice. Before we get out of here today, guys, future book is already up for next year's Super Bowl. Yeah. It's already up. Uh, all I will say is that, Chris, I, and just eyeballing the early numbers, the fact that the Packers got bet, mm. not surprising to me. No. I think that's the team. That there's always one team in the offseason that everyone pinpoints and say, mm-hmm. hey, they're the team that's going to take, take a leap. I think Green Bay's that team in the NFC and the AFC. It's just they get Joe Burrow back on the field in one piece, and Cincinnati immediately becomes the team they were again with Burrow the yeah. last two years. I mean, I'd look out for the Chargers, too. I think Harbaugh Jamar really going to you know, move that team up. But I would say Green Bay, I understand the feeling. I think they still might be one more year away. But I think that is a coming team. It really is. Well, be, uh, that, that division, where going into this year, I thought it could have been a whole mess. Of course, Detroit mm-hmm. took control of it and ended up winning it. If the Bears do the offseason correctly, which is a gigantic if. Oh, yep. It is more than possible. There are three teams in that division, Detroit, Green Bay, Chicago, that could all be quite good, even with a potential rookie quarterback there in Chicago next year. Mm. Tough one. Yeah, it's I'm not tough. sure. It's yeah, tough. I, yeah. That's another coaching. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm not that right. confident there in that coaching situation. Well, the other thing about the, the prices, too, for the future book, remember, they're going to change. And they're, oh, yeah. They're not real high right now, and and the reason is um, there's free agency coming up, and and the draft, and it's not like the draft is is going to impact it as much as the draft combined with trades, um, and and if there's you know a cluster of of players moving uh, based ar- around those trades, so um, keep you know take a look at the prices now, and uh, you know what you're handicapping now is do I get a a, a really good price on a team that is probably going to come down 
because they're already good and are they going to do some you know uh, do some tweaking or do i think that you know somebody's going to go up and, and hold up on it so that's uh, that's that's a handicap right now i think the most fascinating thing is kirk cousins i expect to be on the move this offseason oh yeah sure whoever signs him say it's uh the atlanta falcons that 30 to 1 is not going to be there if kirk cousins ends oh, up oh no especially in that division yeah i mean they would the atlanta with kirk cousins even though i didn't love their head coaching hire they're the betting favorites with ease be, in yeah. that division. Even right now, based off of your futures numbers, Atlanta would have to be the favorite in that division anyway at the moment. Yeah, I'm not hearing much buzz out of Pittsburgh, but I I, I know there's some that they want Kirk Cousins. You know, well, there's but a lot of, there's a lot of buzz out there. there a lot of Steelers. there was one book that had Russell Wilson's next team odds that yeah. Russell Wilson went from 14 to one to minus 145 to be the to go to Pittsburgh. Really earlier today, which if I were Steelers, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I'd much rather have Fields if I were Pittsburgh. If I would I were too. To do that sort of experiment. Listen, I got to tell you, I know there's a lot of different uh, opinions there. I liked Fields coming out of college. I still like Fields if he's in the right situation. I think Pittsburgh could be a very good situation for him. But kind of the underlying thing, it seems like, boy, they've soured on Kenny Pickett pretty yeah, quick. I think uh, I would. I don't expect him to be the starter week one. And I didn't it's like him. Amazing. And I, I didn't like him coming out of college either. I don't think. 26 years old as well. When's the last three? time the Steelers hired a, or signed a free agent quarterback? Ooh. To start? Tom. Well, Trubisky, technically. Well, Tommy Maddox, <laughs> if you go back again. Go back yeah. to the early 2000s. Um, yeah, yeah, old XFL, Tommy Maddox. Yeah. MVP, I believe, of the title game. Yeah, he was. Game of, that was played at Sam Boyd, right? That's right. Yeah, there we go. It all comes back to Vegas, everybody. All right, that's all the time we have here today. We are back tomorrow morning, 8.30 in the morning. Myself, Alex White, getting you ready for 99 college basketball games tomorrow. Don't worry, Sean. We won't hit all 99. You're good. You're good over there. <laughs> We're, we'll be also be back on Sunday as well. Actually, have a three on the desk on Sunday. We'll have Matt Never joining us oh, uh, on Sunday as well. And then uh, a fresh week kicks us off at 3 o'clock next Monday. Chris Vinny, pleasure as always. Yes, we'll sir. see you next Friday. Absolutely. We will see you tomorrow, 8.30 in the morning, here on Sports by the Book.